Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Cricket Talk from the Yorkshire Post as we look ahead to the 2021 season, one which we hope will resemble some kind of return to normality and which we will soon be able to see the return of spectators to Headingley and the like after so long away because of the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, Join us on on this show uh, this week will be, as ever, the Yorkshire Post cricket writer Chris Waters and a special guest in the shape of Yorkshire captain Steve Patterson, both talking ahead of the season, getting underway this Thursday in the county championship with the visit of Glamorgan to Leeds. Don't forget you can stay updated with all the latest cricket news for Yorkshire, England and beyond by logging on to www.yorkshirepost.co.uk slash sport. That's www.yorkshirepost.co.uk forward slash sport. You can also stay updated via our uh, various Twitter activities, mainly via at YP Sport, but also our very own at Cricket Talk YPN, which we occasionally post a few tweets out on. Uh, We're also on Facebook, and if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, you'll find our page quite easily on there, where we always post the latest Yorkshire cricket news. And lastly, you can also get in touch with us by uh, uh, either emailing us at yp.sport at ypn.co.uk. That's yp.sport at ypn.co.uk. Uh, just mark the subject line up with the words Cricket Talk or you can drop us a line uh, at the Twitter pages we've uh, previously mentioned or on Facebook as well. You're listening to Cricket Talk from the Yorkshire Post. Yorkshirepost.co.uk uh, OK, as mentioned, uh, we're joined by uh, Chris Waters, a Yorkshire Post uh, cricket correspondent. He's been keeping a close eye on things uh, relating to England during the winter. We've uh, we've had a couple of shows uh, out of uh, the tour to India, uh, but now we're uh, we're heading into the uh, domestic cricket territory. Yorkshire begin their uh, season uh, on Thursday at home to Glamorgan in the county championship, the first of six or seven uh, championship games uh, before they head into the uh, Vitality Blast uh, in June. Chris, I mean, just just look back on um, 2020 for Yorkshire. Obviously, many many challenges given the uh, uh, the COVID pandemic. Um, you know, not just for cricket, but obviously everyone all over the world. But in, but in terms of the cricket. Uh, Yorkshire eventually obviously got their season underway. It was a very much a truncated season, but one that was probably um, had, had quite a bit of promise in it, didn't it? Uh, I know there were no trophies won, but given the circumstances, it wasn't something that will be looked back on with, um, you know, uh, it looked looked back on quite positively. Yeah, I mean, they, they played well in the Bob Willis Trophy, Phil, finished top of their group. Um, and I think, but for better weather, they would have got the necessary points that would have, you know, potentially carried them into the final of the Bob Willis Trophy. So I think that that really went against them, the the weather. It was such a short season that you needed that look. And unfortunately, a couple of games when they were promisingly placed, uh, the weather didn't play ball and they had to be content with draws. Um, But yeah, so the red ball cricket was excellent. Um, White ball cricket, again, disappointing in the T20, failing to qualify again for the knockout stages, which I think really everybody at Yorkshire would accept isn't really an acceptable state of affairs um, you know year after year they've really struggled in this format so I think going into 2020 uh, as you say there's a lot of optimism in terms of the red ball game but for white ball cricket it's time really to uh, to stand up a bit more particularly in T20 now because you don't want to be lagging behind in that with, with T20 and short form cricket so dominant um, and unfortunately Yorkshire have got a very poor record in the 20 over format and they've you know, determined this year to try and do something about that. Yeah, I was just saying, we're sort of returning to a normal schedule. Uh, what won't be normal, uh, I guess, for the players and everyone concerned with Yorkshire and all the other counties, obviously, is the fact that there still won't be any crowds, I think, for the first six uh, county championship games. I know Mark Arthur was in the Yorkshire Post on, on Saturday 
um, basically blasting the sort of um, decision or failure to allow fans to be allowed into uh, uh, Headingley, for example, for, you know, in, in, in Yorkshire's case, obviously. Um, it's something he feels very strongly about, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, I think he's absolutely right. Um, I mean, I think the whole, I mean, it's a separate issue in a way, but I think the whole government strategy is disastrous, um, completely out of proportion to what we've seen in the last year. And it's, I think now about to go from bad to worse with the idea of passports, which may be needed to get into cricket matches later in the summer. Who knows the way these people are running the country at the moment. But um, I think he's, he's right to be very disappointed on behalf, not only of the Yorkshire fans, Mark Arthur, but also cricket fans in general, because it does seem absurd. I mean, I've been down there, you know, for the pre-season friendlies and you look out across the ground, we had fantastic weather for the first match against Leeds-Bradford and he just thought, well, why can't there be people sat socially distanced if necessary in this huge sprawling yeah. ground that Headingley, yeah. <laughs> Headingley is for county games? And, you know, it does make you wonder, you know, in, a, in about a week's time, people will be able to pile into shops again and and do various things. So it's just another example of the gross inconsistency of the of the whole government strategy, which is what Mark Arthur was criticising. And he feels very disappointed that Yorkshire have not been able to, um, you know, host some spectator pilots at least in the early weeks of the season, yeah. um, which are designed to help um, facilitate full crowds later in the year. So. Yeah, it's disappointing. I suppose the good news is that Yorkshire fans will be able, obviously, when they're not following it avidly through the Yorkshire Post, yes. uh, to be able to watch it on the live stream, which has improved a lot in recent years. Counties are getting increasingly proficient at streaming games, better camera work, more camera angles, and so on. Um, so at least you know fans can keep up to date with it uh, like that. But it's not the same as, as not being there, obviously. <clears throat> and I think everybody's just... Um, waiting for that time when, you know, people can come back into the ground again and provide a bit of atmosphere. And, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know, as the year goes on to see how this all unfolds, what percentage of capacity can be had, et cetera, et cetera, and whether we will get full crowds back. Yeah, I mean, particularly when you look at, you know, county championship fixtures, obviously they, they don't attract... They don't attract, sorry, thousands and thousands of fans on on a regular basis. I mean, probably I don't know what the average would be for a Yorkshire Championship match at Headingley. Probably a couple of thousand uh, at best. But like you mentioned before, in in a stadium and a facility the size of Headingley, you know they they could they could practically have their own section. Uh, all those fans watching County Championship games, social distancing would not be a problem, would it? No, it wouldn't. And I, you know, when you also think that the average age of the Yorkshire membership is sixty nine. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that a lot of those people will, you know, potentially have their second uh, vaccination jabs yeah. um, by, you know, by early season, um, just rendering it even more absurd that they can't come to a game. It seems to be the only disease in history where you can be uh, vaccinated, and yet uh, that's still not enough. Yeah. Uh, you've <laughs> there's got to be further restrictions going forward, which. Uh, it just amazes me that people seem to put up with this. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I think, um, yeah, it's, it, it's farcical that you can't have a couple of thousand socially distanced in at Headingley uh, right from the start against Glamorgan on the Thursday. They should be there. They should be in the ground. Um, <clears throat> I believe they're being treated abysmally by the government and there's no reason whatsoever why... Yorkshire fans shouldn't be allowed into that game. Yeah. And of course, obviously, I mean, you know, it must have been a very strange sensation. I know you were obviously covering it uh, without any fans at games and stuff like that. So that was that was strange enough for you in itself. But I mean, the players, the coaches, etc. 
you know, okay, they're coming for criticism, uh, you know, on a fairly regular basis from from members um, of, of, you know, from the, the Yorkshire membership, but they they would still love to have fans back. It, it just makes the whole experience of playing for them a better experience, doesn't it, as well? Well, it does. I mean, it, it lifts everybody if they do well. I mean, obviously, it's part and parcel of a sportsman's career that they, they will be criticised along the way by fans or whoever, you know, when things don't go well. But, but you know, the flip side is that, that they can also get the adulation and, and the spring in the step that it all provides from having the fans there. So, yeah. you know, I think I think we've seen, haven't we, particularly with football, it just seems flat um, watching yeah. it on the TV with nobody in the ground. We've got the fake crowd noise on the TV. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's, it's very surreal. But uh, you know what? What we don't, we don't want to start getting used to this situation and sort of tolerating it. You know, we should be kicking back at it. I think very, very strongly. Yeah. And um, uh, making it absolutely clear, as, as Mark Arthur did, that it's just not acceptable. And I think he speaks for you know every right-thinking person in the game that we need. We need crowds back into grounds. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, I mean, on the pitch, expectations. As we say, um, they did very well in the four-day format, the the, the, the unique format that was uh, put together um, exceptionally well by the ECB last year in the in the form of the Bob Willis Trophy. Obviously, um, do, you, do you consider Yorkshire to be a strong candidate, a strong a front runner for some uh, for four-day honours this year? Yeah, I do, and I, I mean, I, I thought they were last year, and I thought, you know, unfortunately, obviously the pandemic prevented them from showing their true colours last season. I thought the signing of Milan was key, and he did very well, actually, in the short time that we had in, in Red Bull cricket. Um, but yes, I, I think they are definitely front runners. I was looking at one of the betting sites yesterday, and I think they were second favourites with, with one of the main bookmakers, so that tells you that... Uh, it's not just a parochial view, and that Yorkshire are fancy. They've, you know, they've signed Don Bess, um, another outstanding domestic capture, um, and they've just—they've got to me the look of a side that, that's ready now to to win again because we've had a quite a long period of transition um, since the mid 2010s when they had that success. But now they've got a group of talented young players together, some canny <laughs> domestic signings, as I've said, Milan, Bess, blah blah. Um, and I think they're ready to go on and, and, and mount a real challenge. And you know, I think that's that's what Yorkshire fans will be expecting this time. Yeah. How much are we likely to see of uh, Dowie Milan and uh, Don Bess in, in uh, Yorkshire Whites in the first few weeks of the season? Well, I think uh, we're likely to see quite a lot of Don Bess, um, who's you know been playing in this in the second practice match of the uh, season at Headingley against the Durham University uh, students and obviously, you know, having had a, a bit of a, a challenging time uh, on the India tour in terms of test cricket, um, I think there's probably a good chance that, he, you know, he will play quite a lot of county cricket for Yorkshire this season and, you know, he's learning his trade, isn't he? And um, he'll have something to prove uh, to, to his critics already and I think, you know, he's he's a really significant player in that kind of lower order position with the runs he provides and the balance that he gives to the team uh, with the bat, you know, as well as his spin bowling and fielding. In terms of Darryl Milan, he could miss, I think, up to the first eight championship games due to his involvement really? in the Indian Premier League. And when you consider it's only a 14-match a programme, if you factor in the divisional stage that follows the conference uh, stage introduced this year, then <clears throat> he's going to be potentially absent for a sizable chunk of cricket, which is uh, very frustrating. Uh, it's a little bit unfortunate for Yorkshire because since they signed Darren Milan, his kind of T20 career has 
gone off to a new level. He's become yeah. the number one player in the world, and he's in he's in massive demand. Yeah, um, and he was a bit of a bargain pickup actually in the IPL as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in, in terms, of, if you look at his rating, uh, but he's an interesting one, Milan, isn't he? Because as you say, he went for a, a fairly cut price figure in terms of some of the sums that have been bandied around, and also um, people are questioning his place in the England T20 team, despite his number one ranking. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, which again, is, is a whole is a whole new story. Um, so it's uh, it's it's difficult for him, and I think you know he. He can feel hard done to in that respect. People questioning his place with the average and the track record that he's got. Um, I don't see them questioning people like Ben Stokes, for example. Who I don't think has got a T20 international 50 yeah. uh, to his name. I'm not suggesting he should be dropped. But no. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that um, very often it seems to be people like Milan and Bess Latley who, who get criticised, whereas others, you know, Stokes, Butler, appear. Largely mm. bulletproof. Um, so I think, you know, we'll hopefully see a lot more of uh, Darren Milan later in the year. And as I said earlier, I think he um, he has already added a lot to that team. Yeah. In terms of, obviously, you know, the, the loss of Milan for the for those county championship fixtures, those first eight, I think you said, potentially anyway. Um, obviously, it is offset somewhat, um, to a lesser degree, obviously, um, by the fact that Joe Root, the England captain, um, apparently will be available for uh, some of Yorkshire's early championship matches. Is that, is that still the case, or, is, or has that situation changed at all? No, that's still the case. I think he's um, he's, he's down for the first two, definitely, um, at home to Morgan <clears throat> when he could line up against his brother, Billy, and uh, away to Kent. Uh, but I think it's probably likely that we'll see a bit more of him after that as well. You know, It wouldn't surprise me if he ended up playing four or five yeah. uh, championship games early on prior to the first test because obviously he's not involved in any T20 cricket anywhere um, and you know he's I think as well when, when you've been in the kind of form that Joe has been in lately you, you, you surely want to keep it going and I, I just think in the last few months he's just taken his game on again to a completely new level you know it's I thought it started last year when he played T20 for Yorkshire people say well it's only the blast but I thought he batted brilliantly and then in the winter, um, he followed that up, didn't he? Yeah. On the subcontinent with some incredible performances. So it's a, it's a, a major boost to have him. I think, you know, they still, Yorkshire, they still have that old firm of Adam Live and Gary Balance in the in the top order. And I think it's a really uh, important axis for them. Now they've got, as you say, Joe Root for the first few games. Tom Cole Cabmore mm. has developed into a an excellent player across all the formats. Can't be too far off England's radar now. Uh, and then they've got um, Harry Brook coming in at number five, you know, one of the best young players around. Um, so that top five, I think, um, you know, is looking really strong going into the season. Um, and that's before you come on to the, you know, the other component parts of the team. So it, it promises to be really exciting, really interesting. Yeah, given I think we're now six years, aren't we, since Yorkshire last won uh, a trophy? Uh, do, do you think there is growing pressure on on them to 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 pull out something this year in terms of winning winning a bit of silverware, or, or do you think, given the circumstances that that blighted last season and obviously continue to affect the sport this season for at least for the first few weeks and months, that sort of there's a clean slate and that people are starting from scratch and and, and a lot of leeway will be given to the Yorkshire management and coaching team or not? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know about pressure. I don't think... That, I mean, there's no imminent threat to anyone's job, if yeah. that's what is meant by pressure, I don't think. Mm. Um, I think it's a very tight-knit management team at Headingley has been for a number of years now, you know, a clear sort of structure. Uh, I'm not saying it's cosy. I'm just saying I think it's very, um, you know, realistic and organised and and all the rest of it. I, I, I think yeah, any pressure that is there will probably be internal in, uh, to a large degree that yeah. they, they will expect it of themselves um, I think in terms of the fans they'll probably just be happy at the moment to see some cricket won't they you know? yeah. um, and I, I would imagine that um, you know, results to some extent would be second to that although clearly you know, it won't be second to the players or the coaches but I, I just mean in the broader context yeah. of the Covid situation but yeah. no I, I don't think um, anyone's under, under real pressure I think as well it's, you know, although Yorkshire do have the arsenal, in my opinion, to to win trophies, there are some very good teams out there and you, and you, can, you, know, you can't just take it for granted that because you're Yorkshire County Cricket Club that you're going to win uh, year in, year out. You know, these golden periods don't come along very often, do they? You know, no. the, the, the years of Jason Gillespie and Andrew Gale as captain, um, you know, they don't come around very often. So I think... Uh, you know, just to see Yorkshire, I think, initially challenge very strongly for the championship, get into the T20 Blast knockout stages, I would say that that's a minimum yeah. in that competition. <laughs> and then in terms of the 50 over, it really is a complete lottery because, of course, uh, that tournament clashes with 100 and yes. is effectively a second-class competition uh, because of it. Yeah. Um, so that's another example, unfortunately, of the way that the 100 has um, you know, affected the... Um, the uh, domestic program. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll touch on the hundred in, in in later shows. I think, obviously, I mean, you mentioned obviously Yorkshire uh, are going to be a contender. It could be, you know, in, in in all formats. Where do you consider the other the stronger teams coming from this season? Where where do you consider their main rivals uh, to be uh, in terms in terms of twenty twenty one and, and silverware? Well, I'd have to say Derbyshire, knowing that you're a Derbyshire fan. <laughs> but no, I think, to be serious, again, it's difficult to look too far past the likes of Essex and Somerset, who've, yeah. who've done really well of late. But I did notice uh, somewhere that Nottinghamshire were being tipped very strongly, which is interesting because I don't think they've won a, a first-class match for about three years, which is probably longer than Derbyshire. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I think it's wide open. The the conference system will, will add a... a another kind of twist to it won't it because yeah. it will give teams who don't normally have the chance to win the title because they're in division two the opportunity this time so you know maybe we might even see a dark horse uh, contender yeah coming in from the from the so-called lower reaches so i think it'd be very interesting i'm not sure the conference system is perfect but it's got a lot of fans a lot of supporters not least at yorkshire within the club um so you know we'll give it a go and, and see see what happens YorkshirePost.co.uk OK, thanks to Chris Waters there, and we'll be hearing plenty more from our esteemed cricket writer throughout the 2021 season. Also, throughout the coming weeks and months, we hope to feature more interviews with players and staff from Yorkshire, and maybe a bit further beyond, uh, both from the past and the present. Uh, and this week we're going to be starting uh, with Captain Steve Patterson. Uh, we caught up with a veteran pace bowler earlier this week to hear how he hopes the current crop of players can emulate the achievements that he and others enjoyed when winning back-to-back county championship titles. Uh, in 2020, in 2014 and 2015. 
Uh, but he started by talking about how he and the team were keen to make up for lost time, given how the p- coronavirus pandemic had affected the 2020 season. I think what we've seen this year, is, especially with the fact that kind of since January, the, like, the nation's been in the lockdown and we've been fortunate to be allowed to train. I think we've just seen a, a, an appreciation for just being able to play cricket, really. Yeah. Uh, and a, an excitement about it that normally, not saying you wouldn't normally get, but I think it's probably just a bit, a bit heightened this year with the fact that we barely played any cricket last year and everything else that's gone on. I think lads are just doubly excited to get out there and have what we we hope and assume will be a full summer. Well, yeah, I mean, you've had, you've had your normal sort of, you know, I say normal, you've had your normal warm-up games, obviously, against the the university teams. How how, how have you found them? How have they gone? The kind of, the, the pre-season games have done exactly what we needed them to do. Get people time in the middle, get some overs in the bowlers, etc. Uh, and I've all played a vital part in, in prepping us for next week. Yeah. This week, sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you start off with Glamorgan. I think it's the first of six or seven, maybe, uh, county championship games. Obviously, it was a sort of very unique um, format and, and sort of uh, schedule that you, you you underwent last year. This this looks like it's obviously going to be a, a, obviously a norm, what you would quote a normal season. Um, that must be sort of reassuring in some way to kind of get back to normality in that sense, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what we saw last year was such a shortened period of cricket and such a short build-up that, for example, if a player got injured. <laughs> In the first game, that was them done for the season yeah. because it was such a finite period of time. Whereas this is a normal build-up to a summer, so you would assume over that period of time, there's more lads in the squad will get opportunities to play. There'll be more cricket for everybody. So I think that's nice to to have that in thing. But in terms of a normal season, I think we've we've also got a factor in that we're playing this new conference style system. Mm. Uh, which is kind of a, a follow-on from last year, to a degree. Yeah, uh, and, and that's still very new. So we've never done that before. So as, as much as it'll be a normal summer in terms of the volume of cricket, yeah. it still will be a little bit different because it's a whole new, whole new format in county championship cricket. So I think it'll take a while to to see how that pans out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you've been at Yorkshire long enough to realise that there are always great expectations at the start of any <laughs> season. Um, what are the expectations um, for you as a group of players? What, what you know, what have you sort of set out as your targets? Uh, I, I personally don't like. I don't like kind of result based targets. Yeah. In terms of win so many games, win the championship, do whatever. Because yeah. I just. At the end of the day, everybody says that, don't they? Yeah. I, I, don't, I think it can be a little bit meaningless at times. I think what I see as kind of our goal and expectations is that we've got a bunch of players now who are in the mid-20s that have, have been around and played a decent amount of cricket now. And for me, what I see as an achievement is for those guys to, to really kind of to go on and, and establish themselves as senior players at the club. Yeah, because we've had we've talked for three or four years about kind of having a young squad and rebuilding and giving opportunities to players and those players now we know they're talented and we know they have the ability and it's kind of now their opportunity to to put their stamp on it and say this is our team and we're going to take this forward for the next five years and that's kind of 
in a sense, as, as an older player in the side. Yeah, That's what I would see as, as a real achievement. And I think if we do that, and if those guys stand up and have really exciting summers that I hope they can, then I think the results will be pretty positive as well. Yeah, In terms of uh, on the field, I think we, we know we've got a lot of ability. It's probably, I've said it before, that it's probably the strongest all-round squad we've had since I took over as captain. Uh, in kind of 2018, so I'm quite excited just to see how the lads go when, when they get out on the field, really. And of course, obviously, a number of players uh, um, this week have signed new deals, um, various uh, terms of in terms of length. I think some taking them up to the end of 2022 season, some up until the end of 2024. So they've got some some of the players that you're talking about there, Steve. have got that sort of cushion, as it were, or that comfort of knowing that they've got time to grow still over the next two or three years. But at the same time, they have to be progressing as well, don't they, in terms of their own sort of careers? And yeah, of course. I think for, for any player, having that security of a new contract or a longer contract is is vital in terms of kind of providing for your family or whatever. But in terms of cricket. It, it hopefully sends a message to them that the club backed them because that's why they're offering them those new deals. And, yeah. and hopefully when they get out there on the field, instead of kind of questioning themselves or second-guessing, hopefully they know that they're there for a reason, that they belong out there. And mm. that's what I hope kind of we'll see over the coming years is that those lads will will take this team forward and, and put their stamp on it. A bit like the group of players that I suppose I grew up with in, we kind of did that ourselves kind of seven, eight years ago when we had a bit of success. And I see in this side a little bit what I saw in that group that we had a number of years ago that there's some talent there that's just ready to come through. And yeah. like you say, hopefully the confidence of, the, of these new contracts and the club putting the backing in them and the belief in them that that will be repaired when they get out on the field. And of course, every team, you've got those youngsters, well, not, you can't really call them youngsters now, I suppose, but you've got those players that are coming through early to mid-twenties, but a team always needs that blend of experience and youth. Obviously, with players like yourself, uh, Gary Balance, Adam Lyde, and another guy who came along last year and made a big impression uh, with his batting and his, and his performances for Yorkshire during David Milan. Um, now, obviously, he's going to be missing for the first few championship games uh, of the season uh, for uh, his uh, IPL commitments but um, in that sense he will be a big miss but I mean just in terms of what he, he did for Yorkshire last year um, were you impressed with his with uh, with his performances presumably? Yeah uh, absolutely I think we, we signed David for a reason because we felt we were probably one experienced senior batter short in our squad and he really fitted that bill in the in the sense that he plays all three formats to a, to obviously a very high standard, uh, and and in four day cricket he's he's a proven performer, yeah. and that's what we needed at the time because we've got a number of young lads, kind of Tom Cole, Cad Moore's a bit older, Johnny Tattersall, Harry Brook, Tom Lawton, Will Frayne, and a few of the younger lads kind of below them as well, and what we were missing was just like you say that one senior experienced player so he fit the bill perfectly Kevin yeah. did very well last year it's obviously a shame to us as a, as a team to not have him the start of the summer uh, obviously delighted for him to get picked up in the IPL for the first time so yeah, uh, be good to see him do well over there but on, on the flip side we've got uh, Joe Root available for a, a couple of games at the start of the year and then possibly I, I don't know what it'll go 
what it'll look like from there. But hopefully a couple more before he goes away to England in early June. So kind of you miss somebody of, of David's quality and experience, but in a sense you can replace him for a period with the England captain. So Definitely. we're not too uh, we're not too hard done by in that uh, in that department. And uh, obviously it's always a delight when you get somebody. As good as Joe coming back playing for you. YorkshirePost.co.uk Thanks to our guests, Chris Waters and Steve Patterson. We'll be back soon for another Cricket Talk podcast. But in the meantime, don't forget, you can stay updated with all the latest cricket news uh, for Yorkshire. Log in on to uh, YorkshirePost.co.uk forward slash sport. That's YorkshirePost.co.uk forward slash sport. And as also, uh, we'll mention it again, we may as well, uh, we've got various Twitter activities and accounts and your main one to uh, to follow if you want to stay updated uh, with the Yorkshire Cricket News is at YP Sport. But we've also got one uh, which is at Cricket Talk YPN where obviously we post updates about the show as well as bits and bats of other cricket news. We're also on Facebook where you need to go to Yorkshire Post Sport or have a search for Yorkshire Post Sport and you'll find our page where we uh, we post all the latest Yorkshire cricket news. And you can also get in touch with us uh, directly either on Twitter or Facebook or by emailing us at yp.sport at ypn.co.uk. Uh, just mark the subject line up with the words cricket talk. Uh, as ever, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other and goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.